Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day, uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Okay, Phrasiacs, brand new podcast episode today featuring Alexis Wilby. If you're not familiar with that name, she has a big reality show history. She is the former daughter-in-law to Todd and Julie Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best, the reality show. She was married to Kyle. Kyle is the dad of Chloe, who they later adopted. Now, this is Alexis Wilby's most revealing interview yet. She sat down with David Yontif from Behind the Velvet Rope and myself today on the Sarah Fraser Show podcast. And she talks about Todd's narcissism, which if you're like me and you've had a narcissist in your life, you can completely relate to it. In fact, he even hunted her down with lawsuits until just a year ago. And on top of that, she reveals how she found out that Todd and Julie were being investigated by the feds through a cold call from a reporter. This interview is so good. She also talks about Savannah and Chase are reportedly shopping a new reality show, what she knows about that, and how they're holding up. So it's going to air in two parts. Part one is today with Alexis Wilby. Part two will air uh, July 31st. Be sure to be subscribing to The Sarah Fraser Show everywhere pods are played. Here's Alexis Wilby. Lexi. Hi, everyone. Nice to be on the show, guys. Thank you. Well, first of what all, is... you look gorgeous. She's beautiful. Your makeup's done. Beautiful earrings. You look great. Oh, thank you. I mean, we're so happy to have you here. You know, we read this article in the Daily Mail, you know, once we, you know, that you were married to Kyle Chrisley. And then, you know, with Todd and Julie going to jail, we figured we really need to sit down and talk to you. But before we get there, tell us about yourself. You know, like, it's not just about the Chrisleys. We actually want to <laughs> yeah, say yes. hi to you for a hot second and like, know who you are. Yeah. 
Thanks. Uh, well, yeah, so I'm I'm Lexi Willby. Um, I was actually born in Delaware, where now I reside again. I grew up in France, though. So Lyon, France, it's a little town. It's not really a little town. It's like the second largest town um, in between um, Paris and Marseille. So it's like West, Midwest France. And yeah, so I speak French fluently. I moved back to the States when I was 13, um, went to college in Atlanta, um, grew up kind of the second part of my childhood in Atlanta. So I feel like I'm always going to be like a Southern girl at heart, even though I'm back up north. What did you, um, and, and okay, you, you went to college for what? And then and then you graduate and, and do you stay in Atlanta and start working? Tell us a little bit about post-college. Yeah, so um, I went to Oglethorpe University. I studied psych. Um, I've got a minor in bio. Um, and so, yeah, I just finished school, finished and got a job. So I still work there 10 years later. So I'm a senior account executive for um, a language company in Atlanta. So I, I love it. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I do. And then I met Kyle before I even got a job. So I met him, um, you know, we, we had mutual friends in high school and then we reconnected online. And we, um, yeah, we, we linked up when I was like 21. So before I even graduated. Wow. Well, you know, there's so much written. We watched the Chris Lees. You know, we know Todd is in jail for, you know, 12 years. Julie's in jail for like around seven years. When did you like what was the first negativity like, you know, in your relationship with Kyle? Like, when did you see like, wait a second, maybe Todd and Julie or at least Todd are not who I thought they were? Um, I, I would say it took it took a while. I would say like maybe six months in, six or seven months in. I I knew something was off. Wow. And like, what was it? Like, what did was there like a specific event? Like, how could you tell? Yeah, I, I remember one time just being in the office with Todd, Kyle, and there were process servers ringing the doorbell, just on and on trying to get them served. And we were just like, yeah, don't answer. Everybody just stay down. Don't answer. And it was just, just kind of stayed in the office. And it was just like, hmm. And he was like, yeah, you know, somebody's trying to sue me. You know, that's like the normal thing going on now. They're not, you know, not going to get a penny out of me. He kind of kept that haughty behavior. But I was just kind of like, that's a bit weird. Wait a minute. Was this when you were 21? Like, so you obviously knew Kyle in high school now kyle is from a previous marriage than julie you know with todd his older son okay so is this like when you guys first start dating within that first six months of dating you're you're hanging out and then these people are trying to serve todd at his office no so like we had mutual friends but we didn't actually meet until i was 21 um like face to face as couple like we're gonna be together like everything else was like high school friends his best friend was dating my best friend. So we weren't really knowing each other. It was like we knew of each other. But then you start dating. And how long into dating did you start to see these incidents with Todd? Like six to seven months in. That's what I was saying. So like that wow. time when I was over there, it was like the process service rang the doorbell. And I was kind of like, what's going on here? That was probably the first time I noticed that maybe they're in some financial trouble. Um some other things too so very secretive um with certain things but you still wouldn't 
know that it, they were in any type of evasion or fraud or anything that deep. It just seemed like they were getting served a lot. What about, okay, so Todd, you know, Todd infamously on the show is controlling, right? And we see some OCD behavior, but was there other things going on? Did Todd have other neuroses or, you know, you, you have a minor in psych, like did you, or major, excuse me, um, did you notice any other behavioral things? Oh yeah. Like the first time meeting him, it was like clear narcissist. Like he just went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Like most people kind of check on like, okay, I'm bragging or maybe I'm being a little too harsh, but when you have like no like check in with yourself, this is just not normal to ramble on and on just kind of like he does on the show, but even more intense. Did he ever, you know, like on the show, it's like a lot of like his way or the highway, like, you know, controlling, like Sarah said, like, did he ever direct that towards you where he tried to say like, this is the wrong way, Lexi, this is the right, like, you know, did he try to kind of control you basically? Have you guys seen the Twitter messages or the things he's, (laughs) I mean, that's just on public. Yeah. He, yeah, he does not have a filter. And like I, on the show, it's like really censored in real life. It's like, curse word every other word f this f that f u f like it's like times 10 so he's censored on the show like a light version of who he really is you were married to kyle and kyle's his own flesh and blood i mean how did todd and even julie for that matter how did they treat kyle not not the best like he they they Similar to just how he is, it's like on and off. Like if you're on his program, he's very nice. Once you're off his program, and that means like disagreement of any sort, it's like, get out of my face. You're no good. I'm going to F you up. I'm going to show you I'm the boss. You're not anybody. You're going to see the hard way. So that's just how he moves. So Kyle kind of always had to live on edge. And then me also was living on edge because we just don't know what he's going to do next. Wow. Oh, my God. You talk about stressful in a marriage. I mean, marriage is tough enough. Wow. Seriously. I mean, was Julie any better? You know, because like on the show, you don't can't really tell. Like, is she, is she that Stepford wife or she was just yes, yes. Or was she just as like, did she direct any of that towards you and or Kyle? Julie is a lot more of a watcher and observer. You know, she has a very strong personality. So she'll speak her mind as well. She's not like an innocent little, but she still doesn't come on um, as strong as Todd. And she always, like when you go on the psych side of things, you would call her the token enabler, right? Like she doesn't have anything bad to say, whether she knows he's lying or not, whether she knows he's bullying someone or not, cursing, like cursing someone out. She's just going to kind of sit there and agree not only be quiet, but she usually agrees with her husband like 99% of the time. Um, Kyle and Lindsay at various points, those are two of Todd's children, uh, have been estranged from Todd and Julie at various points. Is Kyle still estranged from Todd and Julie now that you know of? I don't think he is anymore. Um, When we even were divorcing, they were back on. So they have a lot of on and off, on and off. It's never really estranged longer than like two years, maybe three years max. I'm curious, what's the worst thing that they did to you when you were married, uh, whether it was you two collectively or just you? Um, when you and Kyle were married, what was the worst thing Todd and Julie did to you guys? Definitely, uh, they annulled the marriage. 
So we we weren't even legally married after like he found out. So he went and, and then we had to go to court. It was a whole drawn out thing. So kind of like how Britney Spears had the conservatorship, like Kyle had a guardianship slash conservatorship as well. So that was a whole mess getting him off of that. So we were like in court against his own father for like a whole year. Like who goes to court against their dad? Like we did. Or How did Kyle did. end up on a conservatorship? Yeah. yeah. The drugs, somehow he knows people to get things done. So he got a, a guardianship because he was using... 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Wow. 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 So, so Todd was controlling you. Like, did Todd have control over your bank accounts? Your obvious, clearly, I mean, he could, you guys got married. He could annul that because of guardianship. I mean, you, you were, there were three people in your marriage, really. Yeah. So once we got, we won the, the conservatorship and he got off of it, we got married legally. But yeah, for the first, while we were fighting it, we were married, but it was like a pending state, almost like annulled. Um, so yeah, it, it didn't really count. He, what was the question? Well, I wondered what the worst thing he did to you. I mean, you, you you had said the worst thing he did was this conservatorship and annulled your marriage. And then, you know, really, I, I kind of just wanted context of like, da- like David was saying, you know, how did you guys end up in the conservatorship? How'd you get out of it? So you you talked about that. Yeah, so he would like always be involved, like a group message and just send text message and tell him something I said about Kyle and then go back and tell Kyle something I said about him and then bring somebody outside, like baby Kyle's baby mama and somebody and just start a whole ruckus. Like every day we were fighting someone. I'm like, wait, this is 
not me. Like, this is not even normal. How are we having drama every single day? It was just like, wake up. You, you had to check your phone because you probably had 30 missed calls, 10 text messages, and he's just, and I still have all my messages from Todd. It's just crazy. He was he was just that controlling, kind of like what you see on the show. Was he, I mean, so it sounds like, you know, you obviously are a smart person. You didn't enjoy this. It sounds like Kyle didn't enjoy this. Like, what about like Chase and Savannah though? I mean, was it like daddy has the money? Let's just smile and be controlled because we want access to that money. Or did they seem as like, oh my God, this is too much. Well, I think he's got a good way of doing the control. So it's not like he's just waking up like, good morning, F you, you know, do this. He's really knows how to do it, right? It's only when, like you said, if you take like a step back to be like, why am I doing all of this? Then you see, you know, he's setting you up for a disaster or you shouldn't be doing this. Like, let's go to all the bankruptcy fraud stuff when Kyle started retracting his statements and going back on his word and going back on things he said to police officers and government officials. These are things that you know, Todd was involved in why he was doing it. So a lot of his control is very like delivered in a nice and sweet way, manipulative way. But you know you're being manipulated, but you just kind of do it because you know once you say no, he will turn. And that's what happened like with the, the guardianship. That's what happened with, I don't know if you guys know, like Chloe was off of the show for a couple of seasons. That was also a legal case that we had going on in the background. Then there were... Um, uh, there was the uh, deposition that happened with this tax case that I had to sit in on and Kyle did a deposition as well. So there were a lot of ongoing court cases with Todd and those were the times when he really lost lost it if you didn't agree. Wow. Like trying to win the case and saying, yeah. you gotta be on my side. Yeah. And so Chase and Savannah, they're much younger and that's their father and they, they have their mother, the same family, same everything. So they're very like, think you know their father's perfect which every child once does um i don't think they feel they're being manipulated or controlled and, and they weren't treated near as bad as Colin Lindsay were so it's a totally mm. different lifestyle totally different upbringing why was that what, just because they were todd and julie's kids together or why, why why were they all treated different yeah i think their mom just being you know outside the home the influence was just different and then there was just a lot of you know, typical stepfather blended family drama that you see happen, but theirs was like on 30. Um, we've all seen the racist tweets, you know, the, the voice messages, Daily Mail published them. We don't, you know, have to rehash them here. Um, do you believe Todd is a racist or do you think he just didn't like you? I mean, he accused you of being a fame whore, uh, a liar. So where, where, where do you stand on that? I think, you know, Todd's from the old South where the, that was what he knows. You know, I don't I think even in that range, there was probably still segregation growing up in the 60s because he's like 55. Um, so there's no excuse for it. But I do think that he does not envision or wants his family picture to include a minority, especially not black, but not a minority at all. And so when Chloe came, I feel that helped him a lot to a degree, but racially, yeah. Like when he gets like, that's where, you know, where your heart is. Like when he gets angry, that's, that's the kind of things he says. So that kind of tells you where, you know, that that's how he feels. He doesn't want a black person. You know, he goes to 
racist things. So, I mean, he cussed out a lot of different people, but I feel like mine is different in terms of the things he said. Like he attacked something I couldn't control, you know, like being ashy. What does that even mean? First of all, you know, things like that, that it's like geared towards your race is just unacceptable. And do you think like that's a huge reason why he didn't like you? Was it because of your race? Yeah, I think that, that that was a lot to do with it. I would say it's um 50%. Um, yeah, he just didn't want him with the black girl. Like Kyle was clear, like when he grew up, like, look, they're just not like my dad's not down for it. It's just never been okay in our home. It's not something that we've embraced. No one in our family does either. So I'm just giving you a heads up. So he was upfront about it. So and so even Kyle, Kyle admitted. He admitted, like, I hated Black people before I had a Black daughter. Like, kind of late to realize. <laughs> then he... Well, yeah, and clearly he's attracted to Black women. I mean, so there's... Uh, we've got some conflicts going on here, I'd say. Yes. And it, it was the drugs, apparently. It was, he was drunk. He was, he was out of his mind when he got her pregnant, and then it just happened. I don't know. That's the story he told me. Um, so, yeah. He, I mean, he said it also in the Daily Mail where his father raised him, you know, was not pro-color. What about and you? he actually said to you, like, by the way, you're going to meet my father. And FYI, I didn't like black people in the past. And that's how I grew up. And when my, you meet my father, don't expect too much. He doesn't like black people. No, he didn't say it like that. Like, he would just say, like, I, like we, it's a normal conversation, like when you're dating someone, right? And you're talking about race. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, that just wasn't cool growing up. So it wasn't like he was giving me a PSA announcement, but he was always bringing up that it wasn't. Um, and even Nanny, they all admitted that it just wasn't something that they embraced. Even Julie, even Julie, even. I've never heard Julie say anything racial or anything about her upbringing um on color she never really brought up race to me but todd and nanny and kyle have been very vocal about that um lindsay too um that's just not something they were raised to accept or definitely not date or bring home mm. and like even when he got chloe like the story's consistent with everyone the comments that were said were just the story when i so when i came in i kind of came after the brink of the big racial awareness because there was already Chloe in the situation. So they were already yeah, tainted you- by this thing. So, um, so yeah, that that's where it all started was with Chloe and then I came along. So they were kind of like having to be open about the conversation and they just, yeah, they're just not, they weren't, you know, used to it. They, they didn't want it in their family. All right, hope you guys are loving this interview with Alexis, Wilby, Todd, and Julie Chrisley's former daughter-in-law. I mean, it's revealing, honey, okay? It is revealing. A quick pause to thank a sponsor. You guys, I know you are so good to listen to all my sponsors and frequent them. Thank you. This is my full-time job. It's how I'm able to give you seven free podcast episodes a week. My latest sponsor is Quince. It is the spot for quiet luxury without paying luxury prices. I'm talking silk, cashmere, Italian leather, 14 karat gold jewelry earrings for $30, which I got and I'm wearing and I've been rocking and showing pictures of on my IG stories. Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion and you'll have in your closet forever. Their pieces 
these are high quality as well. And they're able to give you these great prices because they don't go directly to top factories and cut out the middleman. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash TSFS to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash TSFS for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash TSFS. Wow. Interesting. Were Chase and Savannah welcoming to you, you know, when you were introduced? Yeah, they were much younger. I think they were like in their teens then, 14, 15. I think Savannah was probably 14. And Grayson was little, like seven or six. So yeah, they were they were kids. You know, they they kind of watched from the outside. They were always sweet, always, you know, polite. Um, yeah, they didn't give any tr- any drama or trouble. I kind of watched them with their siblings have issues. Like I know Chase and Lindsay had something issues going on, but they've never, Chase and Savannah never brought any trouble to me. And like, did you get, I mean, were they, did they display any racial predilections to not liking you, you know, either them or Julie, or was it really just Todd? It was really just Todd. And like I said, with Todd and 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 with, with Todd, he was learning with Chloe. So Chloe came in the situation afterwards. She wasn't there when I got there. So it was like after the show started. It's exactly like Kyle said on the Daily Mail, like he went after Chloe after uh the show kind of advised him to, because it just did it looked crazy to have a black granddaughter somewhere in the middle of Anderson, South Carolina. So when he went for her. It was like an all or nothing situation, which that was kind of wrong. Like it was like, okay, we're taking her. They never, she'd never been with them before. So here she comes in this all white family and seven months old. And then it was like joint custody. It was like half and half. And then the whole goal, which he was very clear on, was he was going to have her full time. And then of course he put her on the show and all that just happened. Like it really happened as he planned. He like controls everything down to the, yeah. I mean, it's, it's when, if you've ever been yeah. in family court, I mean, it's actually, sh- they usually go out of their way to make sure a parent has custody. I mean, the parents have to really fuck up. I mean, it's, it's actually shocking that Todd and Julie ended up because Kyle is Kyle sober now. And, and his, the, the girlfriend, Savannah, uh, Chloe's mom. I mean, I know they've had on and off issues, but I mean, it's actually shocking that, that Todd and Julie have full custody. Chloe's mom's never been on drugs. She's never even been drunk, to my knowledge. This girl is just, a, maybe not be the richest girl, but she's just from the South, from it, humble beginnings. She doesn't have anything wrong with her in that in that sense. Um, so he, that's why I'm so glad that this podcast is going to bring awareness to what judge signed off on this. I know in the beginning it was, an agreement she agreed and he'd given her you know stuff that she needed at the time um and like i said she was from a you know humble beginning so you know he was flashing money and material things at her and but as we saw in the new tmz article she wants her daughter back when she found out he was going to jail she spoke up that she she's always been steady on that um that she wants her daughter back and I have no idea who's not looking into this to see why this girl does not have her daughter. And even Kyle was clean for five years straight. Even if he'd done drugs, let's say the years he wasn't, like I know for two years out of our marriage, he was totally 
using beginning first year and then the last year. That's when we divorced. And then the whole five years in between, he was working. He was clean. He had drug tests, hair follicle tests. There was no drugs in you know, him. He was doing well. I don't know where he is now, but I believe he's sober, still supposed to be. But my question is, even visitation or having rights, I've never seen a child just get adopted with a mother that's never done drugs and a father that has been on and off using but could still has provided and is totally able to visit his child. Do you think, you know, this is just where my mind goes, you know, Todd is so controlling and, you know, wants the whole family to say something when the process servers are knocking on the door. And like, do you think somehow like he's an influential person in the court system in Georgia and somehow this you're shaking your head? Yeah, the even where he got it registered, like, first of all, court shouldn't even happen in Georgia because she was living in South Carolina. You know, it's usually jurisdiction over the child. Lives. Yeah. So if anything was happening, the paperwork should have initiated and started in South Carolina. That's where the church, she was born, Chloe was born, and raised up until seven months. How all of this happened in Georgia, he's got some major connections because a judge normally, that's the first question to ask. I have a daughter now from a new relationship. You just can't get custody in any state you want if your child's been living here. So I don't know what, what, like I said, I try not to speak on it because it's so sad and it's terrible because you can imagine a mother without her daughter for so many years. Um, yeah, she, it's gotta be hard. I mean, I have a two-year-old son. It's just, I can't even imagine being away from him ever, 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 or someone else having any custody of him. It's just, once you become a mom, um, I want to, you know, I know David and I are curious. So from the moment you met Todd, did he always want to be famous? Yes. Yes. So he wasn't, there was no show when I first met him. Um, they were, they'd done a pilot or sizzle reel prior and they hadn't heard anything back. So, you know, how shows are, you know, you're just waiting on a response. If you don't get a response, which nine times out of 10 people don't get a response or they just don't get chosen. So I just thought it was going to be a don't get chosen because months had passed and I'd met them now for months. So, um, yeah, Kyle was like, hopefully one day we'll hear from them. But that was the only thing we ever heard about it. Um, so everyone's going about their life. And then finally, I believe, like, in the springtime, they got a phone call that it was happening. And I'll never forget, you know, they were, of course, over the moon that they were going to get that first season. And so, oh, yeah, that was when, I mean, Todd was already bad from the first meeting. But when that happened, he was like, this is how it's going to be. You know, it's like. <laughs> You haven't even started filming yet. You don't even. <laughs> and now even you're going to do even more shit I want. So this is. <laughs> he turned up like it went way up. It was like, oh, goodness, this is not going to be good. And it wasn't. That show was not good for his already narcissistic character. Well, did he call did you he? two and say, hey, you better start doing. I want you to do this. I want you to look this way. I want you to like, did he what happened? He was always a stickler with looks. And that was a big thing for him. Like, maybe you should lose some pounds. You know, you need to, you know, this, like when he went shopping, like this, you know, size four is what you should be for your height. And, you know, he was always big on fashion and like looking good. So that was not because of the show. But when the show did come, he was big on, you know, nobody better ask me, you know, just turn in to act like he was already a celebrity before it had even aired. He started to just, you know, then the name dropping went crazy. And which he did live in a neighborhood with some celebrities because he, you know, obviously had all this money. Um, 
But when when the show happened, all of a sudden he knew this person on a personal level, that person, he was this famous person before it even started. So he always won with this. Did he like, I mean, did they all want to be famous? Like was Julie dying for this? Savannah, Chase, like was it, or was it just Todd? Yeah, I, I remember driving with Julie, unfortunately to a rehab to drop off Kyle. And we were driving to Memphis and, you know, she said, this was before the show even aired. And she was just like, I just love living in luxury. I love the spa. I love getting my nails done. I love the finer things in life. Like that was what she was telling me. I'll never forget. And I was just listening that this is, this is what I love. Like this is the life for me. So, and they kind of lived that life before the show because now we're finding out it was fraudulent money, but they kind of kept that spa shopping spree, all the things she listed that she loved to do. Those are one of her like hobbies, everything that was like crazy expensive that normal people, you know, don't do on a regular basis. Wow. What did you think that Todd did? I mean, because I guess even now I'm thinking back, all right, was he in real estate? They had multiple homes. They moved to different. Okay, what did you think Todd did? Or what did he say he did? Yeah, I I never really understood personally. That was the big thing, right? So Kyle never told me uh, anything about, you know, how wealthy they were. So that was a big thing. And if you see Kyle, he's like a regular Southern man. You know, you're not thinking much of it. And he lived with Nanny in the beginning. And he told me he was just helping out with his grandma because at the time Nanny was taking care of Catherine. So it looked like a a legit story, like a nice guy living with his grandma, taking care of her because the father's busy with three young kids, you know, raising them with his wife. Right. So Kyle acted as that. That's how I met Kyle. Um, And everybody, like even through our friends, he was always just seeing nobody knew about this big, wealthy person. So when we went to his dad's house for Easter, I'm like, wait a minute. What you know what? This was the first time you ever meeting Todd because Nanny's house is a ne- regular, nice neighborhood home, just a regular home. That's when I knew these people are crazy loaded. There's something they've got to be doing something right. Then when I started to ask Kyle, he said he's in real estate. So when people say real estate, that's vague. And I yes. know he had this big real estate company that is, that got, oh, that was another red flag. It got shut down. I was like, well, what happened to it? Oh, he went out of business because of he lost the Fannie Mae contract. That was the story. I mean, well, then how are you guys still affording it if you lost a contract? Right. And I guess he had saved the money from all this big business that I heard about. And he showed me where it was in Buckhead. It's a very nice, like one of the top buildings, I would say, in that in Atlanta. So the fact that it was shut down and he didn't work anymore there was no real reason on what they did. So they just kind of sat home when I met them. How did you get involved? Like, I know, I mean, okay, now we did, we ended with jail for both of them, but like, I know you were involved way back with like the, not even the feds, but like the Georgia department of revenue. Like they were, they came to you to aid with that investigation and which is much smaller than the feds, but like, how does that come about? You know, like when they say that to you and you're dating Kyle, were you like, Oh, of of course, because I had all these you know things, or were you just totally shocked? And how'd you get involved with that? Yeah, so we were already married. We weren't dating. So the feds, like the the Georgia Department, didn't come till later, like maybe 2015, 2016. And at first, it was just questions. Um, it actually started with a reporter. So like you guys, 
but and a reporter uh, for like, I think she was like with the 11 Alive or something. And she had been in contact with the DOR. And um, she was just like, you know, they're, they're being, you know, investigated and I'm doing the story and I would love to have you and Kyle come down to the studio. So here we are at 11 Live Studio. And they said, we have a few questions, which you saw. And it was stuff that was like, you know, your father's being investigated and you you want to cooperate, right? Because you don't want to hear anything. Ta- when you hear that, you're going to cooperate. I mean, only a fool is going to say a lie or just say no. I mean, I guess you could say no, but at this time we weren't even on good terms with him. Um, He had been telling everyone he was making all these millions, the tweets, as you saw with me, he was cursing us out. And, you know, we were nobodies. You know, Kyle was bipolar. Kyle was, you know, he's no longer going to be on the show because of blah, 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 really because he married me. That's why he couldn't be on the show. Um, It was just on and on and on about how great he was doing. So when you hear this, it was a nice aha moment. So of course you want to learn more because you're like, well, we knew something wasn't right because he was already filed bankruptcy. It got discharged, but it's like, doesn't just go away that quickly. So we kind of knew we needed to dig deeper just to kind of figure out where in this investigation are they really? And that's when we found out how bad it was a little bit. Oh, my God. 2015. 2015. So so basically after you meet with the Department of Revenue, Georgia Department of Revenue, and, you and you know, Channel 11, you do this. So, I mean, did you and Kyle go home and you, you're like, holy shit? I mean, what were they saying? Were they saying, like, Todd owes $8 million? We believe Todd might be you know, um, manipulating his tax returns or to get more money from the bank? Like, did they really give you a sense of, this is really bad? They didn't say much, right? Because they're trained to be very discreet, right? So they try to get as much out of you. So all you know is what you can gather from, why are they asking these questions? Like, where did you live? Um, Where state did you get your license? Where did you spend the majority of your time? Where did your dad live? How many homes do you guys own? Do you remember visiting here for how long? So you don't know what they're getting at, but you know it's got to be evasion. It's got to be, you know, then that's when the warehouse came into play, which is a whole nother saga where they found all this stuff, uh, the, the a lot of the documents which came into the IRS case. So they they just were questioning. It was like, a, and it was subpoenaed. We were subpoenaed, both me and Kyle. All right, well, that's when you know shit's heavy. You know what I mean? <laughs> getting subpoenaed for the feds or the okay shit's real i mean you know they're busy they ain't doing that for fun i mean okay when when todd's living the lap of luxury how materialistic was he i mean we see he's very extravagant on the show i mean did you guys benefit at all were they sending you cars were they sending you gifts or was it really all about todd and julie and the kids that live with them and they were you know how materialistic was he Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, 
or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Um, he's very, very materialistic. Um, but he he did have a sense of a small sense of generosity. So give the devil his credit. He would send the candles, you know, he know, I love candles. So he would send us, you know, me candles on Christmas, you know, nothing to the degree of, you know, what he was spending on himself. But it's still nice to thought that counts. You know, I remember Kyle and I went on vacation. He would send us, you know, he sent us like, I don't know, maybe two thousand dollars. Go have fun, you know, enjoy vacation. It was nothing great, anything I can recall. Like we didn't get any big break, but these were when things were going well with him. Uh, and in, in the beginning and in the end. So remember, we were like estranged the whole middle part of the marriage. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, he would do small things like that or take us always take us out to eat if we were there. Um, no, you're not talking cars or no, nothing like that. Now, he was always having a plan for us. Like, and that's where the manipulation came in. So my... I worked, right? I had my parents. My father passed away at an inheritance. We bought a house. So we did a lot with my dad's help, my family's help. So what his plan would always be was things that we worked and Kyle worked hard, UPS, right? He was a driver there. So we just were like typical couple, but we had our savings. And he would try to make plans that revolved around where we could lose really what we worked for. And that's what he was big on. I don't know if it was jealousy, but he would do little things or it convince us to spend on things. It's like, 
how would that even help us? And if you're not paying for it and you're supposed to be this millionaire dad, why would we sell our home or, you know, mortgage, get a second mortgage or things like this that he would ask us to do or move to L.A. that we can't afford L.A.? You know, things like that were like small things he would try to convince Kyle and I to do, which Kyle was always onto it. Like, Lexi, don't don't fall for this. This is just a scam, which I knew at this point because we've been in so many schemes the whole entire marriage that it just had to be ignored. Did he use money like for control? Like, was he trying to like get you to use your money so that then you would have none? So you'd have to go to, you know, Todd. And is that what he did like with Chase and Savannah too? Like, did he use money to all the children as like a, you know, none of you have any, so you have to come to me for everything. That is exactly what it was, David. I feel like that was, when I look back on it now, it was always like anything we ever worked for. It was just like, get rid of it. So that way we'd just be depleted. So I think he also knew he was going down. So like when someone's going down, they want to make sure everyone else is off the ship too. So you can't sustain yourself. So it's like, why would we do these things? So yeah, I believe that that was what it, like even when I think about like how they, like after I divorced Kyle, they um, filed a motion to set aside the divorce. That was like two years of, of, of litigation of Kyle, myself and Todd, who was a witness star witness in this case, which he had nothing to do with our divorce or getting married in the first place. We had this um, deposition that came up for his tax case that he had me forced to come in, found me in Delaware, had people here in this house um, knocking on this door up here, found me since I moved out of state. Um, I can't even imagine how much it's got to be to get someone served out of state and keep trying to stalk them to get in this deposition case. Um, All the podcast remarks and voicemails that everyone's heard. So it was like, this was an, an effort to bankrupt me because it's just case after case after case. And I'm not even with your son anymore. They had asked for a DNA test on my daughter to make sure it wasn't Kyle. That Kyle and I had, had done IVF in the past and frozen our embryos. And so this child I have is from a new relationship, my daughter. And this was, they asked for a DNA, things that was just legally bleeding, just bleeding me. He and really, this wow. is his, yeah, this is his strategy. And that's what he did with Angela, right? Like, that's why she can't take care of her child, right? Like, he's just taken so much, you know, every bribe costed her way more than she could ever repay or get back or fight for. So she just kept digging herself deeper. And that's, he's very good at that. So it like starts with one case. And then before you know it, I had like three ongoing pending cases and I'm not even married to Kyle or affiliated with the Chrisleys, but I'm in court with them more than I even was when I was married to them. Holy shit. I mean, he really is a a narcissist, like beyond. Yeah. I've worked with somebody very, that has some similarities and it is. Yeah. I mean, you're a brave woman. I I give you a lot of credit. I mean, I know he's serving 12 years in federal prison now, but I mean, I do give you a lot of credit. It's very hard to speak up against these people because they do exactly what you say. Most people move on with their lives. You know, you go on, you know, you whatever, right? You get divorced. People don't care. The parents move on. But when you're talking like a narcissistic, OCD, manic human being, they they just keep coming and coming. And co- like when you least expect it, they they pop up. Was this like continuing right to the end? Like right before, like he, this wasn't, this was recent, right? Yes. So up until last year, I had my last court case last year with them. It, wait, Kyle and I divorced in 2019. Why was I in court in 2022? Like, it was that bad. It was just, he, like like you said, Sarah, just just the standard narcissist, but a narcissist that even when he's going down, he was paying to have me just 
remember. And I left his son, not even him. So what is the issue? What's the vendetta? Then he puts up that, you know, this whole tax thing. But most of the information Kyle knew. What the things I, I could say was things that was after. And then we know Lindsay's involvement. She was literally a federal witness. So look over there and stop bringing me down. I think I was an easy target too, because I think he wants to do that to his kids, but he can't because of his, his he, he's known. So everybody would be looking like, who's suing your kids? So I kind of got the wrath of things that Lindsay and Kyle really did. And yeah, I was involved. I'm not going to say I'm innocent in the whole thing. I knew what was going on. We were talking and we were really just obeying the law and working with the federal government. I was going to say, you should give your, I mean, they were doing very illegal stuff. I mean, you guys, you know, you, it's not like you would have gone, you know, the feds came to you. I mean, what are you going to do? Sit there and lie? I mean, that'd be bananas. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Why didn't he want you? Because you said, you know, you and Kyle, like you weren't, you know, he said, you're not allowed on the show. Like, why was that? Was it? Because of your race, was it because you know Chase and Savannah, or the, it was it didn't fit the image of what we're going to roll out to America? Yeah, I 100 percent believe that because you look at Lindsay. Will was on the show, and Will is her husband. He's white, right? You see Savannah; she's dated God knows how many at this point. We see multiple boyfriends have shown up on the show that we, you know, anyone can watch and see. Chase has had his share of girlfriends on the show, right? Then you have Kyle, and it's just like Kyle. And not only that, it was almost portrayed as if he was single. Even when you look at the tweets, you look at the things, he's making it seem like I'm just some whore that found him off the side of the street. When it's like we were married, we worked hard, we built we bought, built a house together. We, um, you know, he was working. This was the longest he'd ever been clean. Even Todd has admitted this. Kyle was on the straight and narrow. Like you see, you didn't see all this crazy stuff in the news once we got married and away from him. So for me to just not be on the show because he said, and he has no reason. Also, he just likes to say, I'm there seeking fame or I'm seeking God. It's like, no, at least let Kyle show that he's actually married because that's not even an accurate depiction of his life that you put on that these this season. So it didn't bother us that we weren't on it because he wasn't trying to portray the reality of who Kyle was dating, but he wanted all his other kids to show the reality. Even though he didn't like Will, he still allowed Will to get go on the show, get paid for it, and at least show his face. With me and, you know, just didn't happen. The rumor. Well, I was like on a season of an episode in the background, but not really on the show. Uh, yeah. You know, the the alleged rumor is that Chase and Savannah are having a really hard time. I'm sure Nanny is too, uh, with financially, you know, aside from Savannah's podcast. Um, I'm not sure what they have for income. I mean, what do you think their financial state is like now? You know, I, I hate to say karma, but I'm a big believer in prayer and just like I've kept myself going through this tumultuous seven years with them. Actually, I would say 10 years because just stopped till last year and just all the lawyers I've had to pay all the time, all my energy just to end with divorce because it was just unbearable. And I'm not saying that it's what you deserve or it's not anything that I don't wish bad on anyone. But to look and see that everyone was pointing fingers and even Savannah sent some mean tweets. I'm sure they're now deleted and I wish I took screenshots of them. I'll, I'll look back and see if I could find them. But she was retweeting what her dad was saying and adding some of her own things as well. Um, and I get she's just defending her father, but it still like hurts that I was always the one as the, the oddball, the the gold digger, the everything that I'm not right. Just just portrayed as this person. 
And now when I see that, you know, you guys lost the show, you could have had a good ex-sister-in-law or someone that would have helped you or would have said, hey, you know, what do you need? Or, you know, you could never have a, 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 um, a shortage of a helping hand of someone that was there and lived through it with you and that really knows the situation, not just a stranger on the street. I was involved in the family. But now you lost all that because when you were up on, on, on your high horse, you were so busy putting everybody down, including Kyle and Lindsay. You know, I get that's the power of blood that you'll always forgive, but I'm sure it's hard for them because they've had to also sit back a lot of times. Lindsay also, let's not forget, wasn't on the show for a lot of seasons, whether it was her choice or kicked off. It seemed like a mixture of both when I hear both sides of the story. It can't be, it can't be easy um, that they, you know, they were treated, they were thrown to the wolves too. And yeah. now the tables have really turned and it's sad, but it's like, that's why you should always treat people well. Cause you just don't know, you know, they really didn't see this coming. I don't think Todd, Julie, they, even if you listen back on their podcast, they were confident. They thought they were just going to get a couple of years and they would be right back out on the show. They did not expect 12 and seven years. No. And they even thought, you know, I mean, even now it's surfacing that they're finally saying like, maybe our appeal is not going to be granted. Well, your appeal is not going to be granted. Let me just tell you, that's not how it works. It's not happening. Do you, I mean, does any part of you, because we talk about like Todd and I mean, all these things that he did to you guys and he was controlling to Chase and Savannah. Like, do you think like, even though apparently like Sarah said, they're having a hard time with like, do you think this is a good thing for Chase and Savannah? Like to have your parents in jail, just that out of your lives and just start to figure it out? Sadly, yes. I mean, if you just see the articles and uh, for Savannah um, saying like how she misses them so much and it's hard for her to even do anything. When she, I think there was an article where she said she couldn't even get married without them. And it's like, honey, from a psychological background, that is, that's scary, right? If you can't move on or live your life, not saying your parents are not a big intricate part of your life, but if they are to your life, you can't function without them because that's what it sounds like. She couldn't marry, she couldn't date, she couldn't handle the kids. It was, the articles just keep coming out. And it's like, I hope these aren't real quotes because it sounds like she can't function. And that's when you know you're being controlled and you're in a toxic, abusive relationship, uh, parent, child, whatever. So um, I think it, it does have some good, but I also I think the codependency is so deep. And that even goes for Kyle and Lindsay that I don't know how they'll do without their father long term. You know, hopefully they'll they'll figure it out. That's the goal. But without therapy or hopefully they are in therapy, I don't know. I, I And like you said, no income, right? Like, just like when you ask, what did Todd and Julie do? The big question is, what did Chase and Savannah do? What, you know, Kyle was, and was the only one who really had a real job when he was with me. And now I think he still does with his new wife. But that's really the only way you're going to make it in this world is work. Like, actually having a real work. And the ways they make money don't seem to be a long-term strategy. Well, that's the thing. Like if you're so used to like daddy's money and I mean, the show doesn't help because now that is your money that, you know, there is this rumor, like Sarah said, they're shopping the show around. I mean, I, you know, I hate to break it to everyone. I don't think they're going to get a show. I just don't think a network is going to go down that road. I mean, you've already been there. So, right. It's almost like taking a step back. Like it's almost like to me, Lindsay and Kyle are better off in a sense that they learned the hard skills of life earlier on 
But like, you know, it's got to be a good thing. Ultimately, I would think for Chase and Savannah, as awful as it is to have your parents in jail, like, like you said, like if the codependency is that deep, you got to just take a long time. But today's the, you know, today, whatever it is, like it's, you got to, it's not good. You got to break away from these parents. Yeah. And and that's my thing too. You just said a good thing that I just thought about. It's like the network. Like, I just don't think USA really took accountability the way that they should have. I've seen so many people just so canceled and everyone's getting in trouble for things. And they did a big scam. They like messed up a lot of people's lives. This is like documented abuse and like legal abuse they've done to people. And you just wonder like none of the reps, none of the production, like they kind of quietly like sunsetted the show and kind of just like, okay, you know, it wasn't like they really, they kind of stayed out of it. And I wonder to myself, like, is that how it, goes these days like he's never had to apologize they didn't force him to say anything he he literally left acting like he was this pastor that he'd been misrepresented and that he'd been doing the lord's work and i just am shocked that he never had to no one has held held him accountable and they made all this money off of this show and they destroyed everyone's life and everyone just kind of just never talked about it All right, you guys, love you for listening. Thank you for listening to this interview. Part two with Alexis will be dishing even more about the Chrisleys, um, how she's hearing that Todd and Julie are holding up in jail. Not only that, but Julie's parents, what they think of Todd, how Julie was raised. Was Julie the mastermind behind this whole thing or was Todd? Does Todd have alleged blackmail on Julie? So many revealing things Alexis Wilby will share on part two, which airs July 31st. Bye. 